Thanks so much again for everybody being a part of what we're doing here at the Lakers Fast Break, especially for Intel Wild. Darren, you know, dropping the special super chats. Truly appreciate it. You're always welcome to do so, everyone out there. Right there on your screen. Go ahead and thank you so much if you do decide to do so or support us any which way you can on Lakers Fast Break on social media or Spotify. You can go ahead and make sure you go ahead and become a member as well. But I wanted to go ahead and touch on week one in the NFL, hoping you'll stay with us right here at Inside Sports Fantasy Football because we are talking the NFL as well. We'll also go ahead and still answer your Christian Wood comments and things in the as far as in the chat. We won't go ahead and ignore them so because Christian Wood is now a Los Angeles Laker. But, Sean, week one in the NFL is here, my friend. Fantasy football owners are now gearing up. A lot of people have had already had their drafts. There's just a couple days left as we talk about this to have your drafts before the season starts. So most everybody has had their drafts right now. What matchups are you looking at as far as in the first week of the NFL that really gets you excited as a fantasy football owner? Yeah, Gerald, I think uh, if you had the uh, the Bills defense this week going up against uh, a porous New York Jets offensive line, you should be feeling pretty good. Um, I'm not even sure if Rodgers will uh, get out of that game unscathed. The Bills play a, a very disciplined style defense, but they do have a tendency to, if they able to collapse the pocket, they can create turnovers. They have an elite uh, secondary, and I think Rodgers, as much magic as people think he has, is, is going to have to... Uh, have a slow burn with this New York Jets uh, bad offensive line and um, shaky skill players. Okay. Uh, Joe, I know you've been scouring what's going on for this weekend. First weekend in the NFL, it starts Thursday. Is there any matchups that you're looking at to see what traditionally would be a great weekend for everybody? Everybody's starting off 0-0. Everybody has some faith in their fantasy football teams, but is there a matchup primarily you're thinking that people or teams that have these players will get off to a good start? A good game one, you're saying? Yeah, good game one. Let's like let's say a team like maybe let's say like a like you know that there's going to be like a 30, 35 point scoring outburst from a team. You can see it on the schedule right there that's gonna start off the team strong, whoever has those players. I could see Minnesota against Tampa Bay doing something like that. I think uh, this is typical of Kirk Cousins in his arsenal, obviously, to play a really good home opener against a team that's obviously kind of like in a rebuild, right? Basically, when you're starting Baker Mayfield as your as your starter, uh, you're essentially somewhat tanking in my book. Uh, Cardinals are definitely tanking, but I also think that Tampa Bay is tanking for the first pick next year as well. Uh, so, yeah, I see Minnesota dropping 35 on Tampa to week one, uh, maybe even 40. I could I could definitely feel good about that one. So funny. Darren has said in the chat, and thank you again for providing us with another super chat. Truly appreciate it. <laughs> Joe once told me, when I want your opinion, I will beat it out of you. Yes. Yeah, opinions are... Stick with, that's another T-shirt right there for well, you. Well, you're, you know... Talking like a tough guy online is always, you know. Which one would sell better? That last statement from Darren or I want to see your wife, picture of your wife? <laughs> I think the wife one is a little more original. Okay. 
and I think that would sell and that would be more quotable from from me. I, I did I did create a quote uh, years ago. That's probably my favorite one, which is "Believe what you want, you're gonna believe it anyway." Mm-hmm. I would I would like that on a on a next to somewhere in the Wizard at Westwood area at UCLA, next to the the Wizard, with all his great great quotes, because I think that's something that's true uh, through the times of of human civilization. People tend to want to believe something that's typically stupid, right? Uh, but that's a subjective thing. But more often than not, when you use common sense, you know, it's pretty stupid. So, but that the, they can't be denied, right? Because this is a free country. You can think whatever you want, I guess. And uh, so if you're going to believe what you want to believe, believe it then. But, you know, just know that I'm going to call you stupid if it's stupid. Be prepared. Be prepared indeed. Uh, Magic Man, I want to ask you this. Uh, your Raiders. Uh, Gerald, Gerald yes, uh, correction, a correction for the two ways, all right? It, it states that a two-way eligible player is to spend no more than 50 games. So 50, 5-0. So 50 games each. Okay. So That's right. 50 games is the, is the limit on that. Okay. So may, we'll make sure we establish that again. Uh, when we come around to it during the next Lakers fast break. But I'm glad you got a chance to research that. So under those rules, yes, 50 games uh, for two-way players on that is the maximum. And I think, again, for Demoy Hodge and also as well for Castleton, if you're going to give them a good enough look, 50 games, unless they really break out, Sean, I think that's probably the best you could expect them playing, even if they were on the team full-time. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah, it, Kurt, Kurt says it best. Yeah, absolutely. With the deep, how deep this roster is on paper, uh, they'll be lucky to see 50 games worth of action. And I agree. Yeah, yeah. So I'll I'll post it again. But I'm glad I'm glad we got to the bottom of that because this new CBA's uh, minutia and nuance is uh, can give you a headache. I don't know how Larry Coon does it, but I digress. Gerald, you were talking about the Las Vegas Raiders. Yes, your Raiders, uh, a team so enamoring to its players. They just had a player put out an Instagram notice that he did not want to play with the Raiders, Chandler Jones. Uh, I guess so he immediately took it off, and he was frustrated that he didn't even get a chance. Read to his quote, it. Gerald. I want to hear you read his quote. Well, I don't even have it on from me. So, we'll Sean, I'll... No, no, no. Oh, I got it. I got okay. it, Joe. It's I like the part where he page. was complaining about he couldn't even get into the uh, facility. Yeah, he wasn't able yeah. to work out in the he got, he got he Steve McNaird. That's true. And he had to actually well, work out at local facilities here in Los in the yeah, Las Vegas area. Yeah. Yeah. So it here we go. Okay. Uh I won't I'll I'll clean that up. No, 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 but, no, no, no. I want you to spell it at least or something. No, please well, don't. Give me give me your uh No, I don't want you to listen to no, 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 no. You have the sound effect. That's the first I also word. have the mute button. That's so I was trying that. to do it, and he ruined it. Go <laughs> ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it's over. Go ahead. Do what you got to do now. No, no. Make, make the I sound. love ruining it for him. Do it. No, no. It's go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah, do it's it. not do loud it. enough if you do. People can still hear it plain as day. He's not going to say it, man. I'm not going to say it. Well, you have before, but go ahead. I said spell it. The F word what he put in there. Yeah, the F word. Go ahead. Go ahead Tom. Make with the noise. Just just 
Make good the noise. All right, indulge Gerald. Just be silent in that area. Go. It. I don't want to play for the Raiders if that's my head coach or GM. I want Patrick Graham, Ivy League blank. They won't let me in the building, though, trying to provoke a blank. It's a shame that I have a top athlete with 112 sacks in the NFL that's Hall of Fame worthy, ladies and gentlemen. And I have to go to a local gym to work out during the season for no apparent reason. This is wild to me, Josh, and you know it. You need to do what's right. He's texting his his uh, head coach. At this Chandler point. needs to call his brother and go to the Raider facility. But this is this is why this is why I know that this organization is rotten from the inside out. But and you and Search are uh, are really behind the Raiders, so he's uh, mm-hmm. he's silver black death. all the way. Because I, because Gerald, I have, I have the belief, it's called faith, that one year they might win it all. (laughs) That's delusional. That's delusional. Dramatic pause. They'll win it all. It was a Doctor Evil delivery. Yes. They will <laughs> win, win it all. It all. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they're they're just they're goofs. They're goofs. Um uh This is an insurance decision, guys. That's they don't let joke. him in the building because if he gets hurt in the building, then they're liable. This is true. It's kinda like yep. being in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, this Sue Happy culture of of the United States. But you know, States. you don't you don't you don't need to uh you don't need to go to the lengths where you upset a guy. Just say, "Hey, Mark, do you know anybody who owns a gym?" No, Mark doesn't know anybody who owns a gym. And if somebody owned a gym and Mark needed a favor, you could bet your ass that they'll be at the next Raider game. This you could just happen. walk into Las Vegas Athletic Club. This would it has never Las Vegas happen. on the name. If I was owner of, of any team, this stuff would never happen. Why aren't you talking to our player? There's only 53 of them, guys. Yeah. That's give and it. take. Give and take, it. depending on how the practice squad works. You know, and out. you got a phone, right? So you got everyone's name and number. You could call them up you're anytime me, yeah, you want. You don't, you're telling me you don't have a contact guy that knows everyone? They do. You don't. That is a Mark Davis issue. Even if it's not his his fault, allowing this kind of garbage is his fault. This cannot happen. If I'm in a boardroom and I'm talking to everyone, I'm talking to the secretary, to the mailroom guy, whatever. Guys, communication, communication. It's we the only thing that works. This is the NFL. Every, this is this is the NFL, okay? This is the biggest league. Uh, some will argue in soccer that there's Champions League and all that. To me, it's the NFL. NFL is the biggest league in the world, and you own one of those 30. How the hell does this happen? And by the way, let's say the reason why it happened was Chandler Jones's fault, right? You set the precedent, Okay. You tell your PR guy, Chandler's angry at us because of X, Y, and Z. And now he's saying this is what's going on. No. What happened was A, B, and C. You have to 
these guys take these stances, these these Gerald. ass stances, and it's like you're grown ass men. Talk to the guy. Tell us what's going on. What are we gonna say? Oh my god. They told us the truth of what happened. Now, yeah. What? Oh like, my shit. god! What, okay. Just say something. Okay. I don't get it. Like Steve McNair, the one. This is the first time I heard something like this was Steve McNair. They wouldn't let him in the building. This guy won an MVP for you. He made you relevant. He was one yard away from oh, going to the a, overtime in the Super Bowl. Uh, uh, Joe, Steve McNair might have been a legend on the field. He was a legend in the locker room too. That needs to be mentioned as well. How do you do that to your number one guy for 10? Dude, do you have any idea how long 10 years is in the NFL? Playing quarterback, winning an MVP, taking your team to the Super Bowl? Like, I don't understand what's going on. Like, where are the reporters? Where are anybody that can set the precedent? Why aren't you talking to this guy? Oh, no, I want want my... I want my credentials to get in. If I if I'm too aggressive, uh, they won't let me in. You freaking was <laughs> credentials. What do you need a credential for? It's 2023. You can see anything, do whatever you want these days. Uh, well, regard regardless of all this, Gerald, I still think that because they're on the road, it's a division rivalry. Week one will be a close game between the Raiders and Broncos. Despite what I, I, thought I, the, I thought the Raiders were at home. Um, pretty. I thought they were in Denver. Uh, so that's according there on on uh, BetMGM that they're home. I thought they okay. Were home. All right. I can look it that up on the schedule, but uh, yeah, I just think uh, right now when it comes to when you're playing a very a team that had a really disappointing season like Denver, who not a lot of people have faith right now in. No, at least no, you can no, start. No, they're not. They're not. In, they're not in Vegas. They're in Denver. Yeah. Okay, BetMGM has it wrong, has it listed wrong, so there you go. Um, I will say, though, that Denver (laughs) is a disappointing team, uh, and uh, there's a possibility that they could get an easy win to start off their season, Sean. So it's possible, Gerald. Yeah, they probably will be. But that that doesn't change the fact Is Garoppolo a number one on your fantasy football team? No, he's not. Do not take Jimmy Garoppolo as number one. He's at some point in time, unfortunately, for for whatever reason, Jimmy will get hurt, Joe. Jimmy will get hurt, and it's likely he only plays upwards of maybe 10 10 to 12 games. He's going to miss a chunk of games. He just gets hurt too much. As far as running backs, Joe, that's going to be a problem because, again, with all the issues going on with the running backs this offseason – uh, we have several running backs in new places. Some of them that were big names last year don't even have starting roles or uh, uh, really consistent roles coming into this season. Plus, we have the issue with Jonathan Taylor, who mind-numbingly just is sitting at home, basically, on the pup list because the fact that he has uh, been listed as out because of his ongoing contract dispute with Indianapolis at least Sean's team was able to go ahead and bring in Josh Jacobs at the last minute. And they finally came to an agreement on a contract, but your thoughts on some running backs to look out for, for this weekend in a, in a league where there's really not a lot of great running backs right now. Running backs. Uh, my God, I, the, the death of running backs is, is gone up a couple more levels here. They were already dying 
before, but this summer was almost like now they're in the coffin. Who is going to be the most productive running back this season? I'm going to say I'm still going to stick with Eckler. I think Eckler is solid choice. A solid running back who seems to find the nose to the, to, to the end zone. And if he doesn't get hurt, I, I'm picking him to win the rushing title and lead the league in touchdowns again because Justin Herbert might pass for 6,000 yards this year. He starts at home against Dolphins this weekend. So. Yeah, I, I, I think the problem with the Chargers is I think they're going to have the first firing of the season with their coach. I think that I think that 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 I think the Chargers should have let let him go and they should have went another route. But it's the Spanos, man. Spanos don't know what the freak they're doing, man. And you can't waste another quarterback's career. You wasted Drew Brees when he was there. You wasted Philip Rivers when he was there. Dan Fouts to some degree. I know Eric Coriel is a Hall of Famer, but how many times are you going to have these Hall of Fame quarterbacks and you're you're going to come up lame without going to a Super Bowl or at least winning a Super Bowl? Yeah, I don't – I just don't see – I don't see anyone else on the at the running back position. You know, Josh Jacobs, obviously. I, I think uh, if health, uh, Joe Mixon will be uh, a huge fantasy game. I think Joe Mixon it's, – it's hard for Joe Mixon to be that guy when you have Higgins, Chase, and a superstar quarterback that's going to want to throw to those guys. Yeah, I think he's going to get a lot of looks uh, underneath, Joe. Um, Watch out for the kid in Atlanta, Robinson. Bijan Robinson, yes. Yes, yes. Uh, I haven't seen him play really, but I'm hearing a lot of good things. Uh, you should have seen him play in Texas. Really. I didn't see it's hardly any Texas. Yeah, I haven't seen hardly any. And, and and Atlanta, Atlanta needs that quarterback to come through. If he does, and you've got a good running back to help him, then Atlanta could expedite their their new regime very quickly. Mm-hmm. I, they, I got a, they got a nice looking offense, that's for sure. Drake London. Drake London is the number one wide receiver. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Sean, I want to ask you this: When it comes to one of the matchups that could be interesting for fantasy football owners out there, uh, the 49ers and Steelers. Your thoughts on this, my friend? Because when it comes down to Joe and I mentioned, we mentioned it earlier. I was able to pick up Kenny Pickett on one of my uh, rosters, one of my drafts, as the last pick of the last round of my draft. I have a feeling that Kenny Pickett will probably prove a lot of people wrong this year. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, I know I mentioned in the chat what my picks are, but I would not be surprised that Pittsburgh is actually at the very top of the AFC this year because Joe might be a very happy camper if that's the case. Your thoughts on that game coming up and also the return of Brock Purdy, Christian McCaffrey, he's healthy now. We won't. We don't know if he'll stay upright all season long. The odds are like AD and LeBron, kind of no. But your thoughts on San Francisco at Pittsburgh? Yeah, it's uh, just in my opinion, Gerald. It's uh, the the game which features the two best pass rushers in the NFL. You have the uh, the bull rusher in Nick Bosa, uh, whose motor just doesn't stop. 
That's could, that's I, crazy that you don't sign Bosa. Just I don't understand it. I really just like don't. Taylor, these are just mind-boggling. Just pay I, I, them. I don't pay them. It. They're worth it. He is. Yeah, he's a game wrecker. We're um, not talking about someone that's maybe like an All Pro because pro, you know the yeah. NFL All Pros. Like, okay, if I don't want to go to the All Pro game, they'll just bring in some other guy that's like had a mediocre season to be an All Pro. These are two of the top players in the NFL. And they're not playing, Sean. And in San Francisco's case, he is the center and the cornerstone of their entire defense, which is problem for me because I had to, you know, pick them as far as my for my defense. Yeah, you know, that's, Gerald, that's a problem Gerald, for fantasy the, owners the, as well. The the 49ers defense will will revolve around um, Nick Bosa and uh, Hufunga, who happens yeah. to be kind of a Troy Polamalu clone. But Bosa's not there. But Bosa is not there, and um, guys, Bosa is going to be the highest-paid defensive player in NFL history in a few days. Yeah, so he should be. I wouldn't worry too much about it. He yeah, should be. After and they get, sh- after they get, they their, need to make their... sure he's. In, they need to make sure he's in this in the lineup because beat down he is a Pittsburgh. game wreck. He so is a game wrecker. That's going to be a uh, in terms of the ascent of Kenny Pickett because this team is deep. The Steeler team is deep, and they hit on ten draft picks the last two years. That's the, how you. The, it, it, it Joe's right. Joe's right. So th- this game is kind of a yardstick game for them because San Francisco plays a very similar style to the old Pittsburgh Steelers: physical, three to four hats to the ball minimum. It's going to be a very physical game. And you're going to rely on a lot. <laughs> Kenny Pickett is going to have to make a lot of quick throws if if this is going to be a, a close game. Let me ask you this, though, Sean, before I bring it back over to Joe. Uh, Brock Purdy, you know, uh, Mr. Irrelevant, irrelevant, probably one of the best. Yes, Mr. Irrelevant, probably one of the best NFL stories to come out in quite some time led this team to the playoffs and unfortunately got injured and it all went downhill from there. But he comes back after the injury. He was very statistically, it it looked really good. Do you expect that kind of output or should fantasy football owners who might have him on as a QB two? Because if you're starting him, it's a big risk. But if you have even have him on your team as a QB two, are you going ahead and gauging how he is? Do you think he'll be able to go ahead and live up to the expectations once again? Yeah, I, I do drill. Raphael562, our good friend out there, tremendous part of this show, uh, said Purdy is the truth. I think so, Jill, that, that number two guy on your fantasy team. I think so. I, I think that's conditional, though. He needs uh, a relatively healthy Christian McCaffrey, mm-hmm. and uh, he needs Debo Samuel to probably oh, – man – if you see number two, you're probably gonna want Debo Samuel at least, you know, thirteen hundred to fifteen hundred yards, right, Gerald? So yep. it might have to be, you know, kind of an overachieving year for uh, Debo, but uh, I think it's possible for Purdy for sure. We'll see what happens, but that's a great matchup. I think that's the best matchup I see in Week One, right there, from what mm-hmm. I'm seeing. But there are still great matchups there. Uh, what I liked, though, is going to be on Thursday night, show, and that's Can- it's Detroit going into Kansas City, Kansas City world champions, you know, Patrick Mahomes. Uh, there's questions abound as far as uh, what's going on with, with the tight end position there because 
there might be an injury there that might be of some uh, concern to individuals who got uh, that individual right there for you. And I won't even mention it because I mentioned it earlier to someone today and they really would just got had that pain look when I <laughs> talked about it. But your thoughts though, my friend, Amon Ross St. Brown, I think, uh, you know, he, he, Amon St. Brown, he just absolutely has been a breakout star, someone that everybody was overlooking. We talked about him last week. I really think he could become and not only a wide receiver one, but he could become one of the top and elite wide receivers in fantasy football. This could be an upset. I think there's been some swirling around that the Detroit has a chance at winning this. The problem with that swirling is that'll if, if, that if Travis Kelsey is is out, then yeah, definitely. If if that gets to this, this is the kind of stuff when it gets to a, the other locker room. There's an extra button that gets pressed, and they go, "Oh." Really? The Detroit Pit Lions going to come to KC and beat us on a Thursday? Okay. And uh, you have the best athlete on the planet right now, in my opinion, in Patrick Mahomes. I mean, come on. Does he really need Travis Kelsey for this game? Sure. He needs him. Does he really, really need him? I'm gonna they take should be a, able to win without him. I'm gonna take a guess that the Kansas City Chiefs have heard this rumbling and they're going to lay the wood on Detroit on Thursday. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, Sean, uh, I think there's uh, some really good matchups in week one of the NFL. Is there any other matchups you see from a fantasy football standpoint that team owners or people who haven't even drafted yet can fully take advantage of before we go ahead and uh, basically start off with, with you know some of the lines and the woof, 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 head over to the doghouse. All right. Uh, you know what, Gerald? Yeah. Um, it's really interesting. The Eagles are traveling to Foxborough to play the Pats, and uh, it's supposed to rain really hard uh, across the Northeast uh this weekend so uh i would avoid the philadelphia eagles uh skill players this week aj brown Devonte smith goddard i would avoid them um road teams especially early on in the season if there's inclement weather it's it's definitely going to be it not a high scoring game philly was in those you know 35 to 26, 38 to 30 games, Cheryl. I expect this to be very low scoring. Okay. All right. Especially with the weather concerned, you're right on that. That could be very much of a possibility. So, well, and, and Gerald, you know, you know that Bill Belichick always has something up his sleeve in week one. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Hey Lakers fans, looking for the best place to go for up-to-date news, information, original videos, articles, podcasts, opinion pieces, and discussions about the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, look no further than Lakerholics.com. With a legion of followers always there talking about everything Lakers and the NBA, there's no better place to go to share your fandom as the team heads toward another championship run. So stop by and be part of the conversation today 
at Lakerholics.com. Joe really looks like it's going to be an interesting week. The last one game, obviously, I want to go ahead and talk about. Interesting, Joe, that they're only doing one Monday night football game from what I'm seeing, uh, and it will be the Buffalo Bills heading into Aaron Rodgers land at the New York Jets. Uh, I think this is going to be the first test, obviously, for the New York Jets out there to see if they can mesh with their newest quarterback. And if Aaron Rodgers still has enough in the tank, I think this will be a very stiff test. But your thoughts on the Bills and the Jets coming up? I'm a big fan of Aaron Rodgers, the guy. And if the Lake, if the Steelers aren't winning at all, I'm, I'm pulling for Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I just, I don't know. There's some kind of feeling that I, it, in terms of stories, while everyone usually likes the feel-good story, mm-hmm. you know, some guy came from apparently every single human being, according to American Idol or the two weeks between the Super Bowl, everyone comes from some trash can thrown out of the garbage and came out of the muck to be where they are, right? It's always a some some damn sob story. No one ever comes on and says, yeah, actually, I'm sorry. Only one guy's ever said it, Bill Lambier. Yeah, I grew up with money. Yeah, I'm here because. Oh, no, you're wrong about that, Joe. Johnny Menzel said that too, but go ahead. Yeah, but he didn't really make it, did he? I Maybe in college, right? But you're right. You're right with Johnny, right? So with that, I want Aaron Rodgers, if the Lake, if the Steelers don't win it, I want Aaron Rodgers to win it all. And the just the thought of what would happen in New York if that guy brings the Jets a Super Bowl, just could you imagine? Could you imagine the hysteria? You know, Tom Brady went to Tampa and won a Super Bowl, but it's Tampa Bay, right? It was more really about Tom Brady. Tom Brady's greatness at that point, which was kind of cool, but it's Tampa Bay. I'm more about the the surrounding stuff, like New York. But Aaron Rodgers, if he wins a Super Bowl this year for the Jets, is that guy ever going to walk in New York, let alone have to pay for anything? They're going to carry that guy everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I just think that would be cool. And then again, I think his reaction to it all would be cool because people think he's an arrogant guy. I know what an arrogant guy looks like. He is not an arrogant guy. He just does what he wants to do. And that just pisses people off. Why is it? Why is that? Why? What is it with people's infatuation of wanting certain people to do exactly what they do? Do people understand that most of the things you do are boring and suck? Do you not know that? I don't want to do suck and boring. Sorry, I don't. And and Aaron Rodgers, one of those guys that I just see him in liking what he does. You can go on the... This does not shock me at all, by the way. McAfee show, you can go on Joe Rogan and listen to him talk. You gotta listen to me. It's not just my interpretation of what he does on, 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 on Sundays. The guy is the guy is living life the way he's supposed to. Okay. So I'm supporting it, and I'd like to see the Jets win it all if the Steelers don't win it all. 
Although there is a soft spot for Buffalo because they haven't won. Well, he's been the starting quarterback in two of my leagues that have gone all the way to the fi- to the finals or the championship. So I'm not going to disagree with you there. If you get Rodgers still being able to go ahead and produce for you, like MVP Rodgers, there you go. But if you got Rodgers that's like, uh, maybe on the decline, maybe not what he once was, especially with a Jets team that's kind of iffy in certain places on the roster. We'll see if it's looking like Joe Montana with the Kansas City Chiefs, but uh, we'll see. Well, if, if, Joe Montana went to the AFC title game. See, yeah, here's the but thing. he was not the same here, quarterback. Here's the you thing, cannot though. tell me he was the same quarterback. Well, here's he got thing. injured in that, you're, that game. You're not, yeah. you're, not, you're not even going to try and compare this Jets offensive line to what Brady had in Tampa. Yeah. John Jensen was a mauler. He's he's a mauler. You got a number one draft first round pick that became your starting right guard. Brady had pretty much a perfect scenario for him. And uh, Joe's correct. Like it looked on paper, it looked like Rodgers had the same thing, but just don't even try to compare those offensive lines. You know, it's interesting you bring up the the offensive line, uh, Sean, because the reason why the Steelers got a – God, my brain is completely – Jones. Jones is because Belichick pulled a jack move on the Jets. Yeah. And if Jones – if they don't make that move, the Jets get Jones at the – Maybe they – maybe he helped stabilize their their crappiness that they have now, Joe, but – (laughs) <laughs> Jones That's... was going Jones was going to the Jets at 15. It was Belichick trading with Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh desperately needed the left the a left tackle of that guy's caliber and of course I mean it, it was uh that might have been the what do they call the coup de gras for for the Jets doing what they want to do cuz I I've been impressed with Jones and training camp there there was a couple of spots there where he was kind of getting acclimated, but man, as soon as he started getting some things right, he was really, really it, playing well. It, it's not so much, and it's not so much the preseason. Like people need to remember, case you forgot, Pittsburgh was one of the hottest teams at the end of last year. Won seven of their last nine. They just blowtorched uh, every opponent they've had in the preseason. So yeah, you're right, you're right Gerald, going into week one, that, That'd be the game of the week. Before we head on out, I do want to mention back to basketball real quick. Uh, It was also noted right after the signing for Christian Wood to Lakers that Danny Green, three-time world champion, including one with the Lakers, uh, signed with the – or re-signed because he was on them before with the Philadelphia 76ers. I don't know how much he has left in the tank after all the injuries he suffered. Sean is already shaking his head that he's probably seeing – Yes, that's right. What I said. Thanks for the echo on that. But I will say, though, that before we end it out, one of the things I like to do and one of the things that we like to do when Chris Lardieri from the Domination Sports Nation, give a big shout out to him, uh, who's now currently on vacation. Hopefully everything is good. Shaka Bra over there in Hawaii. Hopefully you will enjoy the rest of your time there with your family. But before we head on out, guys, one of the things that Chris likes to do is started actually even before. He met me, and he was doing his own show with Inside Sports, and that is woof, woof, woof. Let's go to the doghouse. What we do is we pick one underdog that we like, 
See, Joe's, he has no idea what we're talking about because I send him the notes and he has, he just doesn't, yeah. Never Not mind. one word I read. Yeah, Not yeah one. exactly. And that, that's par for the course. Actually, technically, I was just laughing at the woof woof. It actually had nothing to do with well, that's subject. what we do on the show. But woof, 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 it's I the doghouse. I, I wish you didn't. Well, I'm woof, woof, woof. I'm going to keep on doing it. So I'll start off with you, Sean. Joe, make sure look at the. Can you look at the lines for this week and see if there's one game? Because Alice was actually. I, I have a game already. I, by the way, I yeah, did read I, your, I do I did, as well. I did okay. read your, your, your stuff, okay. dude. Okay. Well, I already sometimes have my you, pick. you usually like the memes. If it's the memes, you like the big pictures there when Sean sent it to you. But, Sean. When it comes to the underdog that you like for this week, who do you like, my friend? All right, Gerald. So I'm going with uh, I'm going with the home dog. Okay. I'm going with the big blue, the Giants, home for Sunday night football. Got the Dallas Cowboys coming in. Um, I like the Giants here. Uh, it's also supposed to rain uh, in New York on the Northeast as well. Um, Cowboys don't play good in the rain. Uh, Dak doesn't play good in the rain. Um, Micah Parsons will not be able to get the kind of opportunities he would otherwise, Gerald, because of the fact I think the Giants are going to rely on the running game. So I'm picking the Giants as a home dog. Giants win uh, 26-23. Okay, there you go. Joe? What did you have in mind for an underdog this weekend? Houston beats Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, baby. Yeah, there you that's, go. That's onions. That's onions. Yes. All right. Means, but yes. Well, right now, as far as, uh, let me see the spread on that. Right now, what's the spread that you have on that right now? I mean, it's six and a half, isn't it? No, uh, it's ten and a half, I thought. It is 10 right now. Yeah, 10. Baltimore's favored by 10. I'll yeah, pick ooh. Houston uh, with the points. It's way too many points. Baltimore's yeah. not winning by 10. More than 10. No way. No way. Mine is a little bit more simple. It is on the road, but Joe, what Joe said kind of threw it over the top for me as far as this could be a very pivotal year for the Los Angeles Chargers, and if it goes awry quickly, they you will probably see the first head coach firing right there. I think the Miami Dolphins will go into SoFi Stadium and pull off the upset. They're uh, they're underdog by three, mm. and so I think they will go ahead and uh, be not only the three, but actually maybe I'm seeing I'm thinking it's going to be an easy win for them. I think they're going to go in there unless Eckler has a great game uh, and Herbert has a great game. I, I think it's going to be. Uh, I think Tua's got a lot to prove. Uh, while he stays upright, I think Tua has a lot to prove, and I think the Dolphins are going to go in there and uh, and win pretty easily, and they're, they're, because they are underdogs by three, and that's yep. going to happen. So there you go. All right, it is Inside Sports Fantasy Football. We truly want to thank you for joining us, Joe's Pointings. It's right there. Oh my gosh, there you go. But before we head on out, uh, once again, Christian Wood is a Laker. Everybody's still happy. Appreciate everyone for still be here. Laker Tom's dream has come true. You're going to see about the next 15 articles coming up at Lakerholics.com. Can't wait to hear one hour of him on the weekend, Sean and Joe, you know, with the dark glasses on talking about 
Christian Wood, Christian Wood, Christian Wood, until Jamie Sweet throws up on the air. So, because <laughs> you know it's coming, because you know how much Jamie Sweet does not like Christian Wood. Well, so. n- not to mention the fact that uh, Tom also wanted to acquire Christian Wood while trading Jared Vanderbilt. Yes, that Gerald. really got him incensed. So, yes, that, that was the major argument between those guys. But I think it's a good signing. Uh, I think it's a it's a win-win situation for both the individuals there and also the team. So, you know what? It, question, when we're talking about the starting lineup and what we need to fit, that means you have a lot of depth. Yeah, it means you have a lot mm-hmm. of options when you can go ahead. And that's what you really want the most. The Lakers have signed a big. So I think they're done for now. I think they keep that 15 spot open, guys. And I think that's what they're going to do. So Joe's all happy, all excited. Uh, Sean, Joe, any last thoughts on Christian Wood before we have like 50 more podcasts on him? Yes. Okay. Yes. So one said no, one said yes. Yes. Perfect. First of all, this ensures a couple things. One, we won't have to deal with four different centers all damn year. <laughs> Two, and probably most important, we now have construction at the center position, Joe, where a player is capable of making a shot outside of three feet. That's a positive. And capable because you didn't sign Biombo for hitting a three throw. That's a plus, ladies and gentlemen. That's a plus because we had at one point Damian Jones, Mo Bamba, Wendy and Gabriel playing the center position for the Los Angeles Lakers. And yes, this is painful to watch as these gentlemen's cringy faces made it up to be. We don't won't have to deal with that nightmare this year. All due respect to those three gentlemen. But Gerald, we found stability at the center position. When we're asking for Jay Huff to come back, you know we were reaching the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, oh so. my god, yes, that we were at one point. That was like scraping the barnacles off the bottom of a rickety-ass boat. Yes, absolutely, indeed. But we will be covering a lot more, including a lot more Christian Wood in the coming days. But tomorrow, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern, we've got a great conversation upcoming for you. We've got more NBA team reports coming up your way. First off, we've got Candy Ebling from the Milwaukee Bucks. She's going to cover... Giannis Antetokounmpo, maybe he could be heading on his way to the Lakers. We'll talk about that with Candy tomorrow at 5 p.m. I want candy. There you go. Absolutely. Good song from the That song needs to be playing when she comes. No, no. Sorry. Can't do that. Copyright issues. I don't care. I I know you don't care. Dustin Doperak, uh, he's covering the Indiana Pacers. He'll be on here Thursday. I think also as well on Friday. We do have actually confirmation from the UK that John Jablanca will be on on Friday morning at 11 a.m. So that's uh, coming up for us right there. Hello. Yes. Hello, indeed. So Wednesday at 5, Thursday at 4, and Friday at 11. So we'll be having more early shows. You wanted some early shows. You got some early shows with us. And next week, I'll be on with Chris Ardieri. These guys are most welcome to come back on Inside Sports Fantasy Football anytime they can. And we truly appreciate you joining us for that. Once again, it's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. And of course, right here. 
tonight. With our great crowd, the best Lakers chat room that's out there, of course, can be found no other place than the Lakers.